It's Tad. I was in junior high in the 80s when, thanks to MTV, kids were being exposed to music like we had never heard before. They called it the second British invasion. And leading that invasion, Duran Duran. Please, please tell me now. Black, 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 blacks. I like my touch Never in a million years would I have imagined that I would get the chance to talk to Duran Duran's lead singer, Simon LeBon. Not only that, but I was joined by our boss, Emily, who also is on the air on B98.5 Sunday nights. She not only shares my love for Duran Duran, but claims to know more about Duran Duran than even the lead singer of Duran Duran. I might actually. I'm sure you do. We'll put that to the test at the end of this interview. My first question how is it Duran Duran has been able to sound this good for so long? I mean, Simon's voice has lost nothing. I don't know anybody else that's been able to do that. Oh, I think Jagger. I think Mick Jagger's been able to do that. And there's one thing that I would, I would, I would say that we have in common, and is that, that we maintain a total body fitness. Singing is, is a whole body occupation. You know, you need to have strong legs. You need to have a, you know, you use, use the whole of your upper body as a resonator and a, and a pair of bellows. You just got to maintain strength and fitness um, and, and practice and sing a lot, you know. I heard you say you live with nine people in your main house. Well, it's gone down to eight now. Um, and then there's, there's my daughter and her partner and our two grandchildren in the cottage at the end of the garden. And do you use vocal rest as an excuse to not have to speak to your family? TVR, total vocal rest, absolutely. I just put the old, you know, the, the old Anglo-Saxon two fingers up at them. <laughs> Does vocal rest include no talking or is it just being quiet? No talking unless I, unless I feel I want to impart some information. I want to also ask about Duran Duran still sounds like Duran Duran. I'm curious if you've ever felt any pressure to take the band in a completely different direction. It's so funny you should mention that because uh, I was just uh, I was out with dinner last night with somebody who's um, got some business connections with Timberland. And it made me think about the time when we we worked with Timberland and Justin Timberlake and Nate Hills and made the album Red Carpet Massacre and, and how wholly unsuccessful that record was because it did not connect with our core fans. They didn't like the departure we'd made. Um, and if you don't get your core fans, then you don't create the critical mass which gets you airplay. Right. You know, you've got to have that success at that level before anybody else is even interested in you. And that's kind of why that record did not do so well. Um, and we and we very much um, came back. Well, after that record, we made All You Need Is Now with Mark Ronson. And Mark was saying, you have you have got to reclaim Duran Duran's sound. You've got to reclaim it from bands like Franz Ferdinand and Block Party, all these bands who are making very 80s-sounding records. I'll tell you, programming radio in the United States, I really felt that Falling Down had every single ingredient to be a smash. And yeah, me too. Falling Down, the single.
It would have a great, great melody. Actually, I think it was the beats that, that most of all, that, that, that fans kind of objected to, it, because it was a sort of hip-hop beat. But I still think it's a great song. <laughs> Thank you. So do I. Actually, I was singing it this morning because of this kind of whole thought process that had been going through my head today. And that Mark Ronson album is incredible because you can actually hear, like, there's a part that, do-do-do, part of, like, Save a Prayer. Yeah. song on that yeah. album. And it's really, it's, it's awesome. I know, I swear, if you leave a light on, if you leave a light on for me. I saw the David Lynch concert video. Oh, isn't that fantastic? Amazing. An, an amazing piece of work. That was, a, that was fantastic to work with David Lynch. Now, on the Smartless podcast, you were asked about the laugh at the beginning of Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> yeah. That this woman that was recorded dated two members of the band, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Emily is going to try to guess. <laughs> okay. I found this fascinating because I went back to when Hungry Like the Wolf was everything at the time andy was married to tracy nick yes. was dating and almost married to juliana you were with claire right Roger was with giovanna and john was with janine so who's yes. laughing none of those people none of oh. those because the girl who was laughing was in the, i forget her surname it was an awful long time ago but i remember her first name her, her, her name was Cheryl and Cheryl uh we met at the Rum Runner love oh she's gorgeous in Birmingham in Birmingham at the Rum Runner this is before um even before I was going out with the girl with Swedish girl Anna Lang I was Cheryl's first boyfriend in Duran Duran and after a while we we finished and and she decided and you know she moved on to uh, Mr. Rhodes. Oh, not yeah. anything I would have guessed. And I absolutely love having that knowledge. Thank you for the clarity. <laughs> now, I guess you kind of answered my next question about royalties to find out whether or not she gets royalties. And if you're not familiar with her surname, I'm guessing you're not scratching out checks. I think I could agree with that statement. <laughs> Good <clears throat> not introduce that as a possibility in the future. Right. She should be honored. I wanted to ask what you would say is the best and worst thing about being famous. The best and the worst thing. Yeah. Um, well, the best thing about it is the reason I'm famous. And the reason I'm famous is because I'm in Duran Duran and I do what I love for a living. The worst thing about it, I suppose... I can deal with all the um, the attention. That doesn't bother me. I can deal with being recognized on the street. That doesn't bother me. I think it's, I think in a way, it's people assuming things about you, thinking that they know what's going on in your mind because they think they know you that well. The fact that people assume a lot about one. Oh, I sounded like Prince, I sounded like King Charles then. I said one instead of me. <laughs> one, there's a lot that's assumed about one. <laughs> I like that you caught that it's King Charles, obviously. That's a, yeah. a big news story over where you are. That probably is the biggest thing that's happened for us in, in the UK this year. But just to let you know, I'm in Nashville. <gasps> there, that's so right. close. Yeah, you because you're going to be yeah. here. I guess that makes sense. You're going to be Thursday here night. on Thursday. Yes, exactly. I wanted to ask quickly, since you're in Nashville, where is the one place on this earth 
that you've been that made you stop, took your breath away and say, I have to come back here? That place uh, was Sri Lanka. It is the most beautiful country. And, um, you know, I'd never been there before. We went over there. We shot three videos there. We shot uh, a video for uh, Save a Prayer, for Hunger Hunger at the Wolf, and most of the video for a song called Lonely in Your Nightmare, which you may be interested is, is maybe makes an appearance in our set. Oh, that's exciting. Lonely in Your Nightmare hasn't, hasn't, has, hasn't had a stage outing for many, many years up until now. And I'm excited to hear that because I do know every single word to it. That shouldn't surprise right. me. All right. We just got a note from Sam that we got to wrap this up. So let's do these rapid fires real quick and find out if okay. Emily knows more about you than you know about you. I is ready. <laughs> okay. Which member of Duran Duran was in both Power Station and Arcadia? Roger Taylor. Very good. Ding, ding. Uh, Which member of Duran Duran was credited under the name of Dior in one of your early recordings? Wow, that's a, that's a, one of our, ooh, I'm struggling with that one. Well, it's either got to be Nick or John. It is Nick Rhodes. It's Nick, yes, okay. I think John would be Chanel. (laughs) (laughs) So which... Original member of Duran Duran can legally vote in the United States. John Taylor. He is a citizen of the United States. Very good. What color underwear were you worried about being secretly photographed wearing in the Sing Blue Silver documentary? What color? Um, ooh, what color? It wasn't uh, mustard yellow, was it? It was! Unbelievable. I'll wear pink underwear, I'll wear blue underwear, I'll wear lovely minty green underwear, but mustard yellow, do you know why? Because it looks like poo. That's a really good reason not to do it. Okay, one last question. So I've got four words that are SAT words that you've used in the lyrics of your songs. I'm going to say the words and you have to tell me the song the, the word is in. You ready? Yeah. Yes. Aphids. The chauffeur. Exactly. Sanhedra lights. To the shore. Very good. Huh. Plasticomo. Barbarella. Electric Barbarella. Yes. And last, K, spelled with a Q. K- oh. Ah, oh, you've got me. Meteor Presidente. Waiting for the night boat. Oh, wow. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's key. It's not K. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, so that's oh, British standing, American it, thing. Yes, it's a, it's a difference in pronunciation. Like, so standing on the edge of the key. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant as in K Sarah Sarah, you know, Q U E. Oh. I think I, I think I got them all, really. I'm going to give it to you, Simon. <laughs> Thank you for playing with me. Yeah, it's truly been a dream come true to be able to talk with you. Huge fan my entire life, and you are an absolute legend. Can't wait to see you at State Farm Arena on Thursday. So. We'll both be there. Absolutely. I know we will be enjoying it. Have a great day, ma'am. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Whoosh.